Hey guys, it's Jess, and you're listening to With Love by Jess, a podcast about love, music, health, and wellness. Hey everybody, it's Jess, and we are back for another Women Crush Wednesdays. Women Who Crush Wednesdays. How about that? You know, you know, I gotta put that little spin on it. Um, and I have my lovely guest here, one of my ace boom coons. Hey, day one. Jalel. Jalel Braden. Yeah. So we up in the building today, but before we get started, let me not forget to remind you guys that if you guys want to get your podcast started, hit up Productive Culture. Um, JMKM is here to take care of all your mixing and mastering needs and um, all that good stuff. So um, go to ProductiveCulture.com slash podcast. Let them know with love by Jess sent you and you can get the hookup just like I did. All right. All right. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. So today we are in the building with the lovely Jalel and we are going to talk about Black History Month. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, I figured it was only right because, you know, you know, well, if you guys didn't know, because you guys can't see me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a woman of a particular shade of brown <laughs> and I love it. But um, yeah. So how was your day, Chelo? <sighs> My day was long, honey. Long, long. And I'm just like, like I said, getting over, trying to get over this cold. But I, you know, it was long, so work was intense, but I made it through. I'm glad that it's Friday. I'm very glad that it's Friday. I'm ready for the weekend, even though it comes and goes very fast. But Well, I'm glad that you're here with me. Thank you for taking the time out today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Busy, tired day. Yes, ma'am. We got to get you, you know, rested up so you can get over it. But, um, yeah, so um, I wanted to... Um, I know I talked to you a little earlier about, you know, this conversation, um, but let's get into um, the topic at hand. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the misconceptions of the black culture. Mm. The things that um, a lot of other cultures, um, you know, we don't want to specifically speak on one, you know, but different cultures, um, you know, around the world that might have um, certain misconceptions about um, the black race um and us being here in america um and um i can definitely say that um up until a point in my life i never even really noticed that people were so you know like kind of ignorant to some things Mm -hmm. and you know i think i thank god that i was you know raised with parents who kind of like raised me with you know the awareness that Mm -hmm. you know everyone is love and we you know embrace everyone Mm -hmm. and you know things like that so it wasn't just you know singling out um other people or being you know negative or degrading others and their cultures and Mm -hmm. stuff so it's very fortunate to have that upbringing but you know as we gotten older and here we are 2020 what do you think what what's going on right now honestly (laughs) (laughs) so this is my perspective I feel like not much has changed Mm -hmm. um the only thing that has really changed is our access to information and to the world and so I think this idea that people are like oh my gosh it's getting worse and 
you know, mm. because of Donald Trump and all these things. I really don't feel that way. I feel like it's been this way. But because of it's technology, <laughs> it's just exposed, you know, people's overt racism. And unfortunately, um, you know, there's always like a positive and negative to social media and like our phones and things like that. But those that's one of the things that I feel like has given us access to the things that are happening in the world and how people really genuinely feel about black people. Right. And I just, you know, I just don't think that much has changed in regard to, you know, how people feel. It's just access. And we just see it more. That's all, that's all that it is. Yeah, that's true. No, honestly, like, you know, we all know there's nothing new under the sun. Nope. Just like it was in the 50s. It's kind of, it's re-happening again. (laughs) And it's just our time. It's Mm -hmm. in our era. So, of course, we're a very progressive country. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've seen, um, you know, way back in our days when we were little kids about, you know, oh, in the year 2020, we're going to see flying cars and all this other stuff. But, you know, even though we see the flying cars, the, you know, the iPhone 10s mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, the Tesla, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, you know, there's still things that will never change. And that's racism. Um, you know, I, I totally, um, I can remember a time that racism hit me first. I remember when racism hit me for the first time in my life. I was 18 years old, mm. and I was with you. <laughs> Where was we at? We remember we was in Huntington Beach. <laughs> at my uncle's beach house. Yes. Oh, you, uh, I don't remember. So, what, what so, happened? Up oh, number one misconception. You know. Black women in Huntington Beach. Yes. You know, <laughs> Huntington Beach is a, you know, very predominantly white area. Oh um, very known to be, I don't even like saying it. It's just like, you know. There's a lack of racist. diversity. <laughs> so there's a lack of diversity. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, how could I say that? Yeah. Like, you know, and because, you know, I'm very inclusive, but, um, you know, the lack of diversity and um, we were walking around and. We were leaving this mall, or what was that? Like the little strip mall. So shopping. Where, oh yeah, over there. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when we were coming out, and you know, we we're we, what we were like 17, 18 years old all at the time, and we were with our fellow homegirls who were not only black but Hispanic and white, mm-hmm. and um, we were we were almost like looked at like we were thugs. Mm. I don't, I don't know remember. If you remember that. I don't remember. Like oh my, my memory is terrible, so I don't. It made me want to cry. Mm. I was like, "What?" Like this lady looked at me, and I don't know. Maybe because she looked at me, <laughs> I looked like, "Oh my god!" Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? So, mm-hmm. you know, to give the audience a little bit of picture, like we were coming out of a Marshalls, of of you know of the nicer area in Southern California, and um, we all were, you know, we had bags, we were shopping, we were mm-hmm. having a good old time, mm-hmm. we were just laughing and cackling, and when we were walking out of the store, there happened to be. A Caucasian lady, and I don't even want to say Caucasian. We gonna say white, yeah. white they lady, white, yeah. they white. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, the little white lady, and she was in front of us, and she was walking to her car as we were walking to ours. She looked back at us, and without like without hesitation, she grabbed her bag, put it in her chest, and started walking really, really fast to her car. And I don't know if it's because she made eye contact with me, mm-hmm. like, oh no, black person. Because I was like, wait, we're here with a bunch of other yeah. people. Yeah. Like, what happened? And I was just like, I felt scared. Mm-hmm. And and that's another thing. Like, I feel like the um when when something like that happens, 
we can't even really necessarily say, oh, that's racism, mm-hmm. but it was definitely discriminatory mm-hmm. because it was like, oh my God, like she must have seen black women mm-hmm. and thought she was unsafe. Mm-hmm. And the way that she carried herself yeah. showed me that she felt she was scared. Mm-hmm. And the misconception on that is, is that not only was she scared, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Because yes. I was like, wait, what happened? I was like definitely afraid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I you know, I grew up in Long Beach, California, um, where my teachers were white. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been around white people. Mm-hmm. Like white people were my friends. Mm-hmm. I had friends that were white. And I, you know, I never seen that. It mm-hmm. was like scary. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is she, does she got something? Is she going to come out of her car or something? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, cause let's go get her peace. <laughs> so the fear is very mutual yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and I want my, you know, definitely want my, my people out there to know, you know, every race that, that, that sometimes when you're, you know, you're caught in a situation like that. And I, you know, I know that it was just ignorance. So a lot of the times what we as black people as in as strong as we are, what we tend to do is we say, you know, we, we like to, sometimes we can just roll things off of us. Like, mm. like it's nothing because mm. we do have this bigger person type mentality yeah. to where it's like, okay, well, you know, it's almost in a way expected, mm. but to be 18 years old and never had to experience racism or discrimination or prejudice like that, mm-hmm. it hurt my feelings yeah. really bad. And I was just like, what is the world like? Mm-hmm. And it was something that unfortunately my parents didn't prepare me for because we, we weren't taught color lines. We weren't taught, oh, don't like white people, mm-hmm. don't like Mexicans, don't like Asians. We were taught to love everyone. And so it was just like, wait, does she think I'm going to hurt her? Like, it was weird. It you was know, it's so weird. funny about that, but that you say that because growing up in California, I think it, we didn't have a great sense of the world because yeah. California is a melting pot. I mean, and right. even I, I will say, I'm not even going to say, because California has its own set of issues, even though we're a blue state and we seem like we're progressive, there are some parts of California that just aren't. Mm. Um, but I think growing up in California, we just really did not have a huge sense of how, you know, racist the world is. I know I went, when I was maybe about 14, I went to Shreveport, Louisiana, which is where my mom's dad was from. Mm. And I experienced culture shock for the first time because I went to a place that was only black. Yeah. Literally, it was only <laughs> black people. And I remember I went and I was like, where are the white people? Where are the Mexicans? Like, where are, you know, like Middle Eastern people? Like, where is there? It was only black Samoans people. Where Samoans at? Yes. Hey, like, I, that was Hawaiian the first people? time I had ever been mm-hmm. to a place that was just, like in the United States of America, obviously there are places outside that are just only black. But that was the first time that I had a, experienced true culture shock because I had never seen so many black people. And I remember asking my grandpa, like, where are the white people? And he was like, they're across the tracks. <laughs> they lived on the other side of the tracks. And this yeah. was like 2002, maybe 2003. And I was like, wow, you guys really, I, that was a, I, that was the first time I had ever seen uh, a black and white graveyard. Mm. Like I had, you mm. know what I mean? Like things like that, in my mind coming up, I had never even thought like this, this really actually exists it's, in the world. Yeah, that's something that we read in our textbooks, guys. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's still up, like my, my family's 
buried in a black graveyard. And that's just something that is normalized in the South or like in the middle of America. That's just something that happens. And so I think being in California, we really don't recognize that these things really do exist. And people's preconceived notions about black people, about black women are real. And yeah. it's unfortunate because they don't, you know, we don't really express it a lot here. You hear it, you know, we know that it exists, but people don't really have that, you know, they don't express it so much about how they feel about black people. Yeah. But it is a very real thing. And what I don't appreciate is when people try to knock, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, like delegitimize how we feel as a, as a people. Yeah. Because these things, you know, you saw that lady and you know how you felt and you know yeah. how she made you feel and you know how she felt about you without yeah. even ever actually yeah. having a conversation. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So it's like something that it, it really does exist and it's unfortunate because that's the way the world works. But, you know, I don't know. It it sucks because I think black people are amazing. Right. We <laughs> I think are. we are amazing. I mean, I think everybody's amazing. <laughs> I know. But just, you know, I just, yeah. I think we're phenomenal people and I think, you know, we just speaking freely. We create the cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I just think we it it we there is a culture that you know that people we they flock to black people and black culture. You right. know, and so I think it's just unfortunate that people feel how they feel. But you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I do I do not yeah. remember that. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember this because I was probably I my own little it. world. Just it was my first time. La, la. No, because that's exactly how we were. We mm -hmm. were like kids, innocent, we were happy. yeah, exactly, innocent, completely innocent. Yeah, and then that makes sense because yeah, California is definitely a progressive state we didn't really no notice it as bad you know and then with the presidents that we've had before they never really kind of invoked the turmoil mm -hmm. and um what you said is very is very factual racism always started but we are in the midst of someone who's provoked or exposed like mm -hmm. you said exposed mm -hmm. people's true feelings they got they're bold that's they what gotten, it is they, yeah they're they've real gotten bold. really really bold and yeah. you know um it's, yeah, like you said, it's very unfortunate. And um, because I like I've always been the hippie, the peacemaker, like, you know, can't we just all get along? I was always like all into that because it just it seems like while we're going to be here mm. and then they we're all under the same laws, mm -hmm. we're all under the same rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. We all serve under this or we're all, you know, well, we are servants of this country, but we all are under the same, you know, government and the mm -hmm. same regime. We somehow have to collectively have that and that's where my my mind always took me especially all the way up until i was about like what 26 27 and then i started to embrace my culture a mm -hmm. lot a lot, mm -hmm. lot more Definitely. um not because um not because i was mad or like upset with white mm -hmm. people or how they were treating everyone especially with the rise of you know all the police brutality um i remember you know, taking my bi bi biracial son to Trayvon Martin's march, seeing a child being, you know, killed for just being himself mm -hmm. um, on the street. Um, that Those were rough times where it did kind of make me feel like, well, I could stand up for everyone, but if I'm not able to stand up for myself mm -hmm. and my people first, mm -hmm. then what it, what is life? Like me, yeah. like I'm like, well... I see it. I see the pride in Hispanic culture. Mm. And, oh, I don't even like that word. I'm sorry, y'all. Hispanic. I don't like that word Hispanic because it comes from a derogatory 
Reagan era, which I, I just feel like, yeah, Latin Latinos mm-hmm. and Latin, um, Latin people and, um, you know, my, my fellow Mexicans, because that's where they're from. They're from Mexico. So, you know, I just feel like um, they're very proud of their culture. They're mm-hmm. very, you know, in love with who they are. And I love it because I've always embraced them, too. Um, you know, of course, with the white people, they, they, they love their culture. They, mm-hmm. you know, they stand for something and they want, you know. You know, they, they want what's ours sometimes, but, you know, we ain't going to get into that yet. But it's like, you know, everybody has their own individual pride and mm-hmm. the black pride was never really there. And I never seen it for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I seen it in others. Um, I was raised by a revolutionary father who believed in, you know, definitely equality, but also like, hey, let's stand up for us mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started getting into it in my later 20s, which, you know, it was like, you know, I was like, man, you know what? That That's true. Um, I'm proud to be who I am. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be anything else. I never shunned the idea of having my my brown skin and my my chocolate nose and my, my little button nose and my you know my big lips and my my bushy eyebrows or what, whatever our you know our features are mm-hmm. I've always been in love with those things and it just took me a long longer time to fully embrace it mm-hmm, I guess you could say mm-hmm. but I stand here today like you know very very absolutely proud and I know a lot of my friends who are not black they they love it you know I yeah. like of course I've I've gotten things like oh you know, that's reverse racism, mm. you know, and we could talk about that. Like, what what do you feel like reverse racism is like? Honestly, I feel like it's just an excuse for people. It's specifically white people to use or say when they feel threatened by, you know, something that we may say that could be that could come off as prejudice or um, is like stereotypical of white people. And reverse racism, like we discussed earlier, it does not exist. It's not a real thing because there's no institution set in place that would directly negatively affect um, a white person. And so when you're talking about racism, I'm talking about and like, you know, I said earlier that things haven't changed. I should say the 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 way that in which we respond or things that happen to black people have changed. I'm just saying like the racist act haven't. So when you're talking about, you know, racism doesn't look like water holes and dogs and, you know, right. hanging black people from trees. It looks like, you know, not giving a black person a business loan or, you know what I mean? Things, yeah. things like that or just like redistricting. We talk about that a lot. Just drawing lines that would afford, you know, not afford black people to vote or, you know, like Florida passed a law where they gave um, previously convicted felons the right to vote, but now they have to pay a fine. They're not going to be able to do that, you know? So racism looks like that, I should say. But reverse racism does not exist. It is a (laughs) made-up concept (laughs) to kind of give people an excuse or a reason to say you know, to throw it back at black people whenever we try to say something is racist. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a crying shame <laughs> where it that is. word came out from. Because, I mean, um, Tina Knowles said it best in um, Solange's album, and you know, it's it's not reverse racism because I'm proud to be who I exactly. am. It's not, you know, it's not reverse racism if I want to, you know embrace my culture more mm-hmm. so than anyone else's yeah. it, it's my birthright mm-hmm. it's my given right <laughs> to be proud of who I am mm-hmm. and you know I say that for everyone you know um, I never even was a fan of you know the whole 
wig a thing. You know, I remember mm-hmm. like, you know, the you know, some of the whites or the Hispanics, they wanted to embrace the black culture or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's okay to like the black music. It's okay mm-hmm. to like basketball shoes that come from Jordan. It's mm-hmm. okay to like those things, but stand true to who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that to everybody. Like, you don't have to impress me by talking a certain way because I don't talk like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's another misconception. Oh, oh you know, gosh, black. That drives me crazy. You talk black, girl. That so crazy. And honestly, <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice to, you know what I mean? There's some moments where I want to be hood. And right. there's some moments where I'm just going to be intelligent because that's where we from. Because that's what it is, <laughs> and it's it's just it's like how we relate. It's a cultural thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just know how to turn it on and off. But there is no, you know, and I'm to to be completely frank, I got so much crap specifically from black girls mm. coming up, and we can talk about that. That's a whole other subject about the way that I my dialect. Yes, and I. I was I was blessed. I I've never and I'm not knocking nobody, but I have never yes. lived in the hood. I have I have never I've only stepped foot and dipped and dabbled with the brothers. But other than that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have never lived in the hood. So my dialect and the way that I come off is not going to sound like, you know, somebody that was raised in the hood. I'm Compton, sorry. Yeah. And I'm not knocking that because, you know, diamonds come from the rough, but it's like I used to I people used to make me feel so bad. I'm like, what do black people sound like? We're <laughs> we're, we're monolithic. We're not we don't all sound the same. We don't, right. you know what I mean? We all have different experiences and for you Preach. to put us all in one box and to generalize and feel like, well, this is how black people sound or, you know, hand motions and things like that. Like I get it. I understand it, but that's just not, you know what I mean? That's not where we're not right. the same. So, right. I don't know. Man, I had the same experience. I lived in Compton, California my whole life. Like, so, or, well, Compton and then Watts. And then I finally moved to Riverside in my teenage years. And for me, growing up in the hood, it was so funny because I remember the hood. Like, I remember the drive-bys. Mm-hmm. I remember the girls and the and the boys and mm-hmm. the, the, the you know, the, the so-called thugs, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, like the gangbangers. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I come from that lineage. Mm-hmm. And... For me, going to school, it was like, oh, where's your black voice? I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't got, wait, huh? What is that? And like you said, it can come out if yes. y'all want to see yes. it. <laughs> if y'all want to see it. But y'all, you know, you know, I got to give y'all the Jessica Rabbit the smooth Stupid. talk. That's how, you know, this is how I've been talking since I was born. You know what I'm saying? You know how I was talking. <laughs> so stupid. So for me, like, like, it was weird. I was like, wait, hold up. Mm-mm. Because I'm never going to step out my character to show you my color, if that's what that means. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was just like, wait, hold up. Because I could beat your ass okay. <laughs> talking, per se, white, mm-hmm. whatever that's what mm-hmm. that was. It was like, it never, it was not, it never changed my personality. It was not anything. So it was just weird. I was just like always confronted with that growing up too. So it was just weird. Like the chances you never even were in the hood, but I lived in the hood and mm-hmm. then having that same discrimination. Like yes. it was just like, whoa. Like what are you talking Why? about? Why? Because I could articulate my words mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I guess if being... And I think the term would be to be saying that you are ghetto if you talked black, you know. And I'm like, well, Mexicans are from the ghetto too. Mm-hmm. There are white there's people that live in the ghetto. There's a ghetto in every. There's ghetto everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so, what you does know, that mean? 
Right. It's just ignorant. It's very ignorant. And, um, you know, I was, you know, I came in today and I was listening to this song and it just came by chance. Like it was just so random that um, there was a song that was playing on my Spotify. And, you know, everybody listening to With Love by Jess today, I want you guys to pull this song up, especially if you, you know, you're you're black and, you know, you're proud and you stand for, you know, for yourself. Um, there's this guy, his name is Brent Fayez. Brent F-A-I-Y-A-Z. His album is called Fuck the World, and the song is called Let Me Know. Um, that song pretty much talks about um, him saying, you know, who could I love if I don't even know how to love myself? And, um, you know, that goes to say for our community, our culture, um, the Black culture, um, you know, we got to stand in love for ourselves first. Um, in order to give love. And I preach that a lot. And you guys know I'm, you know, I'm all about the love. And, you know, that's what my name is with Love by Jess. And, you know, we have to, we definitely have to give love to ourselves individually, not just in our community, but in ourselves so that we can always, um, you know, put out that helping hand to others. You know, and I, that's one of the things that I do believe about Black people too, is that we're very loving people, very mm. caring people. I know we're the only culture that would help anyone out there on the street before we would think about passing them up rather than another culture of passing us. So I would even go as far as to say, I don't know even about like helping because sometimes black folks, if we being frank, it just be so selfish. Oh, but yeah. I would Different. say be yeah. more so being accepting of other cultures where I think we are the only culture that would, you know, we're very mixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like we'll I mean, we wear that weave, girl. <laughs> but not even that, just like, you know, for instance, my brother is dating a white girl. We're very accepting of that. Whereas right. as other cultures aren't. Right. You're not gonna see too many Asians with people outside of the race. You're not gonna see too many Latin people dating outside of the race. You're not gonna see too many Middle Easterns dating outside of the right. race. You know what I mean? And right. even I mean white people, you know, they dabble, but you're not going to see too much of that. So I would say we're they more want, so... They want our genes. And they're more <laughs> so accepting of, you know, other ethnicities. Or we're more so accepting of other ethnicities. And I think, you know, other people aren't. So that's that's kind of where it is with yeah. black folks. No, yeah, you're right. You're, you stand correct on that. That's for sure. And um, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I want... Um, I know that you're taking a break. Yes. On that, on that vicious thing we called social media, but Jalel I, is taking a break, y'all. Cause... I would love for you guys to plug her when you guys get a chance. She, she will not be there. She's ghosting right now. I am ghosting. <laughs> but um, if you can shout out your Instagram page just to let everybody know what you're what you're you know currently doing right now, and you know because this girl she's she's super talented. You guys, she's a talented. She's a businesswoman. She's out here grinding, doing her thing, and you know always want to plug my guests because you know they have a lot to offer to the world and if you guys can go go on over to her instagram what is your instagram it's underscore sister t-o to sister is t-o not like the number two so underscore sister s-i-s-t-a t-o-s-i-s-t-a but i am taking a break y'all so if you don't see any like updated information sometimes you just gotta take a break from social media for your mental and that's where i'm at Right, but right. I will be up and running back in March. Awesome. So yeah, that 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 pretty much sums up our edition of our Black History Month. We did want to highlight, um, you know, the misconceptions and, you know, our feelings towards, um, you know, 
positive change in the culture and, you know, our communities. And, you know, if you really liked my um, podcast today, hit me in the DMs. Can I just say one more thing before we exit? Yeah. yeah. Black women are not angry. We're tired. Woo! And we love you all. Amen, sister. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here with me today. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) All right. Love you, sis. Love you, too.